Welcome to Empowerment for Today. I'm your host, Dr. Gene Moore. I want to take this opportunity to work, uh, welcome all of my precious members and all of uh, my ministry partners. Uh, thank you so much for watching the broadcast and supporting me. And please go to my website uh, and check out uh, some of the stuff that we have, uh, you know, in the ministry to offer you. Uh, and uh, please, and I want to leave your name because I want to stay in touch with you. Now, Reverend David Bennett, the one and only, is going here. He's ready to provide music. Uh, and I have a great word that I'm going to bring. But before uh, all of that takes place, I got uh, a couple of announcements I want to make to you. Uh, number one, I'm going to be with uh, Bishop uh, Bill Hines at the New Covenant Christian Church. Uh, the Shepherd's Watch International Fellowship will be meeting at that church this coming Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I'm going to be speaking to ministers and pastors uh, this um, Saturday morning, and you're welcome, all ministers and pastors and uh, lay people as well. Uh, the address, again, is uh, 10603 Blackhawk Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77089. New Covenant Christian Church, Bishop Bill Hines. Um, uh, I will be there for the Shepherd's Watch International Fellowship. I uh, look forward to seeing you. Now, the next thing is that here at our ministry, March of Faith Ministries, we have, we're have we celebrating uh, Black Heritage's Black Heritage um, Month. February 24, 25, and 26. Uh, that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Got some good stuff that be going on uh, at the ministry, and I want you to be a part of it. Now, that Friday evening, uh, our, our ministry, we're going to be traveling to Lake Jackson, Texas, uh, down there to that First United Methodist Church. So we're going to be supporting the African uh, Choir uh, they will be in concert down there. And so we're going down, all of our youth and adults will be traveling down there. And then we're coming back Saturday. We're going to be showing movies at the church here from 12 until 4. Two movies. We're going to be showing uh, the movie called Selma uh, and then Harriet. We're going to have popcorn and hot dogs and drinks. And I mean, it's going to be just like you at the, at the movie theater. You're invited to come. Then that Sunday morning, we'll be in the sanctuary. Uh, we'll have people, uh, representatives um, that will be with us uh, from the Buffalo Soldiers. And they are going to be in action. You're going to hear, hear a good word. Uh, uh, it's good history. Uh, it's going to be uh, Sunday morning. Uh, I mean, I want you to come and just be a part. I'm inviting everybody, all of our members and all of our friends. We're going to have a great weekend, Black Heritage Weekend. Come and uh, and spend it with us. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of you, uh, or as many of you as possible. Reverend David Bennett, the one and only, is going to bless us now with music, uh, warm our hearts, and after he would have finished, I'll come back and we're going to bring you a great lesson. Bible declares in Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Exceedingly 
he's faithful to his promises. Hallelujah. Oh, don't give up on God. He promised never to leave us and never to forsake us. Oh, don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. He's able. I am going to talk with you today about a very, very important subject. I think one that is uh, most needed. Uh, I'm going to talk with you about walking in the love of God without offense. Walking in the love of God without offense. We got enough of that going, going on. Walking in the love of God without offense. Uh, I want you to get prepared because I'm going to give you uh, several different passages of Scripture that um, will be helpful to you. You write them down and study them. Uh, get the Word of God in your heart and nurture that Word in your heart. And uh, you're going to see fruit that's going to come, come forth in your life. But we're talking about walking in the love of God without offense without offense, walking in the love of God, without offense. Now, first of all, love is not easily provoked. I, um, I want to read to you from Scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5, and I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Translation. It says this, that it is not conceited, talking about love, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on his own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Now, I wanted to read that to you because I, um, I started off by saying love is not easily offended. And I'm teaching this lesson uh, today about walking in love, walking in the love of God without offense. Now, too many of us uh, have offense in our hearts and uh, trying to walk in the love of God. It just doesn't, it won't work. It just won't, it won't, it, it doesn't add up. That dog cannot hunt. That kite can't fly. Uh, there's just some things that goes with. When you're in God, walking in uh, the love of God, there are just some things that, that's just got to be there and there's some things that cannot be there. And offense is one. So by um, harboring offense in your heart, you sabotage your destiny. Yeah, you sabotage your destiny by keeping offense in your heart. You know, all of that stuff that's not like God, all of those negative emotions, keeping it in your heart, harboring it in your heart, You've given it a home in your heart. 
It will sabotage your destiny. Now, I'm going to tell you this, that God cannot work in, with, or through you or anybody who are in a state of offense. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what your title is, your position. Uh, God can't work in that. He cannot do it. He, it just can't happen. He cannot work in, with, or through those who are in a state of offense. Man, it's just some stuff you just got to get out of there. So here's the first thing I want to tell you about uh, walking in the love of God without offense. Is that love does not take offense. It takes no account of wrongdoing. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5 I just read it to you in the Amplified Translation. It does not take offense. It does not take uh, any account of wrongdoing. Uh, matter of fact, offense is a negative reaction in an unpleasant <coughs> condition. <coughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um Love doesn't take offense. It takes no account of wrongdoing. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 5. Offense is a negative reaction in unpleasant conditions. A natural tendency in the hour of difficulty and pressure. That's what offense is. Now, some of you may be asking, well, what is an offense? What's an offense? Well, that's what it is. See, the offended person, the offended man doubts what God says. The offended man asks, can anyone really count on God? Is the Bible really true? Now, that's what the offended man will do. That's the way he will act. I mean, that, that's what will come forth. See, you just can't harbor offense in your heart, and expect for God to use you in a great mighty way. You got to let your love abound more and more until the day of Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11 uh, tells us that, that there will be a day when his power will be exhibited, a day when God's anointing will flow like never before. Now, just before I um, uh, got ready to come forth with this lesson, I was reading. Uh, I was reading that uh, Psalms one one. Um, I'm sorry, that Philippians chapter one verses nine to eleven that talks about letting your love abound more and more until the day of Christ, uh, letting me know that there will be a day when God's power is going to exhibit. I mean, in such a way that, and his anointing is going to flow, I mean, it's just going to blow blow your mind. Psalms 110 and verse number 3 bears that out as well. Um, you look again at Philippians chapter 1, verse 10, the key to seeing that day is to remain without offense. Now, that's the key. The key to seeing that day is to remain without offense. Now, if you're listening to me today and you're saying, well, I don't know about all of that. No, no, no. 
I want you to hear me with the, you got to have an open mind and open heart to receive this. The word of God is what? In your heart is what's going to bring about um, the change, the strength that you need. But it's got to get in your heart, not in your head. So um, the answer to all offense, whether directed toward God or man, is patience. You know anything about patience? The Bible says that let patience, let it. Let patience have her perfect work where in you so that you will be complete, entire, and wanting nothing. The answer to all offense, as I said, whether directed toward God or man, is patience. You cannot take matters into your own hand. So what is patience? Patience is not putting up with something. Instead, patience, it means to remain consistently and constantly the same no matter what's going on. Now, I'm going to tell you this right off, off bat here because, you know, um, this is something that you got to learn to do this. You got to learn to do this, uh, you know, because I know when I first started out and all, I would read the Bible and say, oh, yeah. And sometimes I said, okay, I can do this. Other other, other stuff I would read, I said, oh, man, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I got to work on that. That's true. Something you're going to, but you've got to put forth the effort. If you put forth the effort, the Holy Spirit in you will help you and strengthen you. And little by little, you was, you're going to find yourself increasing, overcoming, being able to take what you said you could never take. So you've got to uh, let patience have a perfect work in you. Then you want to be sure to nurture, nurture the word of God in your heart after hearing the word of God. See, the word of God is not for your head. The word of God is for your heart. That's where the word got to live. Because it's with the heart that you believe the thing. That's, that's, I mean, that's where conception takes place. Once, once, once what God said, I mean, takes place in your heart, you really say, you know, I got it. I got this thing. You'll see a change in your life. Now, a whole lot of people are acting out, um, you know, things in a whole different way is because now they heard or they read the Bible and the Bible says this, but it's just in their head, not their heart. Once, once the thing uh, get in your heart, once the word of God gets in your heart, because it says, for with the heart, Man believes. Is that right? Yes. And then confess. See, it it you it's it's got it's got to it's got to get set up residence in your heart. Once the word of God gets in your heart, it changes. It changes your behavior. It changes everything. Because now it is a part of you. And it just flows out. And then you begin to just 
confess that with your mouth. C confess it with your mouth. Confess it with your mouth. You keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. And the reason why you keep saying it because it's in your heart. Now, a whole lot of people read the Bible and they hear the, they come, go to the church and they'll hear the preacher preach the word of God. To, oh, yeah, good word, good word, God. But it doesn't, it doesn't pass their head. It gets to get in their heart. It stays up in their head. So you've got to be sure to nurture the word of God that's in where? Your heart. After hearing it. And then with patience, you will begin to produce fruit. Because that word is going to work in your heart. And it's going to begin to change your behavior. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. See, patiently confess the word over and over and over and over in every situation that you find yourself. Don't stop until you have what you say. Now, just as the faith of God carries in it the word of God, the love of God carries in it the power and the anointing of God. Praise God for that. Now, I'm, I'm teaching today about walking in the love of God without offense. Offense. You don't want to do that. You, you, all that stuff, is got, you got to, that stuff got to be rooted out. And uh, you, you uh, offense, our offense is a sabotaging force. Offense, that's what it is. Offense, it's, it's, it sabotages your destiny. You know, and um, if you are easily offended, nothing in life is going to work. Nothing in life is going to work in 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 uh, in your favor. Uh -uh. If you are easily offended, oh, I know, I know people like that. Easily offended, you got to be careful how you talk around them. You got to be careful, you know what you say. You got to be careful, uh, you know how you approach them, and all of that. That's a lot of work there. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And to be honest with you, I, I really, I, I, I don't like to be around people like that because it's too much work. Because you got to be careful about this and this and this and this and this and this. And then, I mean, if you say, if you say, may I help you or I'm praying for you, boom, easily offended. What you praying for me for? Um, so, so, um, now look, what I'm telling you is this offense is a sabotaging force and the devil's job is to steal the word you have received by tempting you to change your mind and question God and walk in doubt. Now, let me take you to, um, John the Baptist in the Bible, Matthew 11, verses 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. John the Baptist, he was a, a man of great, great destiny. But he died in prison because of offense. And unlike Mary, who questioned out of ignorance in Luke 1, 34, John questioned out of a lack of faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, hear me out now. John had already baptized Jesus and received confirmation that Jesus was the Messiah. 
the Christ in Matthew 3, verse 11 through 17. Without his shield of faith, John was no longer protected from wickedness, Ephesians 6, 16. Questioning brings doubt and hinders your faith, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 23. Now watch this now. Faith must be a declaration. Did you hear me now? Faith must be a declaration. It's got to be. When John heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent his disciples to confront Jesus. When he heard, when he John heard in prison the works of Christ. What Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to confront Jesus. He let his circumstances dictate his faith level. Uh, Jesus told John's disciples to tell John again that he was the one they had read about, Isaiah 61.1. He also instructed them to tell John of the miracles they had seen and that John would be blessed if he stopped being offended. That's Matthew 11, verses 4, 5, and 6. The Bible makes it clear that woe comes to those who are offended. Matthew 8, verse number, uh, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse number 7. Now, John was beheaded, you know this from the Bible, because he was offended at the only one who could help him. And although traditions has glorified John's death, John 3.30, it was unnecessary. God did not need John to decrease so that Jesus could increase. Uh, he doesn't need that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, we've got to learn how to praise God no matter what situation we are in. And don't be like John and question God no matter what you are going through to give God the praise. Now, John was in prison. Now, uh, John the Baptist, he was in prison. And I mean, man, he, I, you know, sometimes I guess maybe being in a situation can work on you. So, but nevertheless, John had to, he said to go, go and ask, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? And Jesus said, word but yes, I am the one. Praise God. Now, here's another example for you I'm going to give you. Paul and Silas were in prison, humiliated and beaten, and yet they continued to give God praise and uh, not take offense in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. They knew who he was and refused to waver, and therefore God was able to intervene. You cannot have strife toward God. Isaiah 45, verse number 9. Good reading. You ought to read that. I want you to read that. Um, that's good, good reading. That's Isaiah 45, verse number 9. Because when you when you become offended, you you it, you know, it, it can go to messing with your mind. And uh when you read Isaiah 45, verse 9, you'll see in there where I mean this the matter of fact, I'm gonna just turn over here and read this to you because. Um, this is exactly what so, um, so many times, uh, people do. Uh, Isaiah 45, verse number, verse number nine. 
Now I'm going to read. I'm going to read from the Amplified Translation. Woe to him who strives with his Maker. There it is. A worthless piece of broken pottery, among other pieces equally worthless, and yet presuming to strive with his Maker. You know, as questioning God and and. Uh, Lord, are you the one? And thus and so. All right, look at this. Shall the clay say to him who fashioned it, what do you think you are making? Or your work has no handles? So it's easy to, to you know, to become offended even with God uh, through tough situations. So every offended person hinders the fulfillment of his destiny. But those who are not offended are empowered to prosper. In the New Testament, Luke chapter 7, verse 23, we can see this. Every time you harbor offense toward God, that offense will stop you from reaching your destiny. I know that life gets tough. I know that situations Things and that happens to people, I mean, it blows your mind. I mean, it's it it just some. I mean, it's just beyond imagination. I know this. I've had it all myself, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have not been in the shoes of, of John and some of the others. And I mean, man, I had to say, God, where are you now? What's going on? What are you doing? You understand what I'm saying? And uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I mean, when the enemy comes in like a flood, flood now, uh, fiery darts are coming at me. I understand now. I don't care what's happening. God is there for me, and God is going to make a way. I'm every temptation. God is going to cut a little a path. Well, I'll be able to escape and get out some kind of way. And if he does not, I will be able to stand up under whatever I'm in and what I'm going through because of his grace. His grace will be sufficient for me. And, uh, and so I want to tell you today, don't get have strife toward God because you are going through something now unbearable, tough, hard. You don't really understand. And you may be saying, well, you know, I just don't, I do this, this, this. You know how we do. We'll go to naming the stuff we do to try to justify this, that, and the other. Always know this one thing. He knows best. He knows best. And, and when God gets through with us, it's for our education. We'll come, we'll, we, we will get to know, we'll come to know more about God. Somehow or another, through all of that, he educates us. We get, we come to know uh, not only, uh, uh, you know, the acts of God, but we come to know the ways of God. My God, my God. You know, the greater lessons that I have learned have been lessons that, I really didn't understand what was going on. But I stayed steadfast. I hung in there, man. I'm telling you, I stayed there. I stayed there. And I, I, I wasn't, I look, 
I haven't always been that way. But through the power of the Holy Spirit teaching, the Holy Spirit have taught me. He's been my leader and my guide and my defense and my wisdom. He's been my satisfaction. And he has taught me how to handle situations and to know without a shadow of doubt that if God said something, God is going to come through. I've learned that. I want to push that out to you too. I want to let you know that because somebody may be listening to me right now and you're crying on the side of the bed, on the sofa, maybe on the floor, just you, you, you've just, you've fallen out. Throwing up your hands. I want to tell you right now, gird, gird up your loins, pick yourself up. It ain't over until it's over. Long as you're breathing, long as breath is in your body, possibility is there. God never walks away from you. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. He'll love you no matter what. Nothing will separate him from you. Nothing will separate his love. The love he has for you, nothing will separate that love that he has for you. You know, every person who has hardened his heart toward God has paid a price for doing so. Job 9 and 4, ask Job about it, he'll tell you about it. So I want you to free yourself from all foolish anger toward God. Now, it's a whole lot of people that's going in and out of church mad with God, but will never, never, never admit it. That you won't admit it even in your prayer life. You won't even, I mean, it ain't nobody but you and God. You won't even tell God, God, I'm angry. I'm angry and upset because I don't understand what's going on. See, sometimes you just need to just open up and be honest with the Lord. I have done that. I have done it. I have been angry. I have, God, I do this, this, this. And why is it that I'm, it, something it ain't happening? What's wrong? Man, when I calm myself down and I say, speak, Lord, speak. And the Holy Spirit began to talk to me. And he began to tell me, he said, listen, why don't you calm yourself down? I got it. I got you. You're going to be all right. I'm taking you through whatever, whatever you're going through. I want to leave this with you today that God loves you. He'll never forsake you. And I want to encourage you to keep walking in the love of God without offense. Don't hold no offense against nobody. Uh, they have hurt you real bad. Yes, they have. But vengeance is mine, says the Lord. God see everything. He knows everything. You stay with God. And no matter what, you, what you're going through, remember this. The Lord is your shepherd. I've got to go now. And I've got to, um, I want to leave with you that uh, we are walking by faith and not by sight. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.